Previously on the No Mercy Podcast. The hero leaves the really good four and they head back into the dungeon at Eloise's suggestion, who said the wild mage may have left the really good four some items. They find 520 copper, 2300 silver, 612 gold, 50 platinum, an owl figurine, a lyre, and a great axe. They then bring the statue of Semele to Rivertown and are met with resistance, hoping to be able to cure Semele. And you eventually get towards the outskirts of Rivertown. As you kind of approach and it comes within sight, you see a flurry of movement as the young Goliath seemed to scurry around into a defensive position. With Sanders barking out or- orders, you see Teak sprinted to the tent, and a few moments later, a lion emerges, and they're just kind of looking at this, aimed at you, this, this motley crew of who knows what, they're just trying to see who you are first and what the heck that robot is. Sanders, Teak, it's Chess, don't worry. I know you told me to go, but, like, we got some important things we found. And some Goliaths. And, like, we found some extra Goliaths up there. So you see Sanders, he kind of walks up. You all kind of meet halfway. There's still the younger Goliaths behind, still, like, really itching and wanting to fight, especially those with the colors from Fight Town. He kind of calms them down. And he looks at you and says, You know you weren't supposed to come back here. And he kind of looks around and he sees Porkchop and he sees Adeli and he sees Jeremiah, who all were people that disappeared. If you remember, he had tattoos on him, little circular tattoos. And every time that someone died, it got filled in or went missing in their training. And you see him kind of reaching to his face and he touches different points three different points on his body and he kind of sighs and he walks up and he kind of pulls each of them into a hug sanders agrees to let the really good four in to fix semley for bringing back the lost kids teak performs the ceremony in secret away from the kids from fight town scatters its way down the body and once it hits the toes and the toes are finished you see semley there she looks around she's like ah well, this is quite the situation, I'd say. Pip tackles her. It was supposed to just be a hug, but I feel like they've just gnomed over and on the ground, and Pip is so angry. He's just kind of a little bit crying, but mostly squeezing and yelling, You are the smartest one! Why are you so stupid? As the really good four depart Rivertown, Semele tries to tell Pip without actually telling Pip about a significant artifact in Pesopt. Just so we're clear. Seven days to get to Pesopt. Why? What's in seven days? Well, there's some technicalities around this, Pip, because there are four gnomes that you may or may not know, that you may or may not be related to, that may or may not be your siblings, that wouldn't be particularly happy with me that I'm here. And I promise not to tell you, but technically, technically they did not say I couldn't find you. To which I say, uh, Pip, it's great to see you. Let's go to Pessoft. You may have big interests there. I'd personally prefer if we could get there within the next, I don't know, seven days, two hours and 18 minutes. Because there might be something there that you definitely need that would make everybody a lot bit happier. But, but other people might know about it too, but it'd probably be best if you got it. So it'd probably be best if we go there now. They know it's there? Why would they know that? I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. I'm not allowed to tell you, I promised. It's the twins, isn't it? All both pairs. Both pairs! Son of a bitch. 
The really good four, Semele and Theodore, start to make their way to Pesopt. Now, let's jump into this episode of the No Mercy Podcast. Lacking in the smarts, the clackers, the touchy feel like groby healing arts. A broken hearted ranger with a dragon flying bow and a sweet singing gnome who tackles every foe with no mercy. No mercy, no, no, no mercy. No, no mercy. Where we left off last time, you're heading north away from River Town, up along the river, just kind of backtracking almost the way you came after you came down the hill from that little dungeon, that little home of the wild mage. And so you're walking up the riverbank, going along, trying to figure your path out towards Pesopt. It's still probably midday, I think early afternoon-ish, as you had spent the morning heading down towards River Town, having your discussions there. And getting Semele back to Semele form. Reviving our siblings, no big deal. Indeed. <laughs> so, you start heading north. Anything you'd like to say or do along the way? So we're just leaving town now? Uh, yeah, I think you've gotten a little ways outside, but yeah. Okay. Uh, it always takes me a minute to get back into, yeah. into chest form, you know. <laughs> I would be pretty glued to my sister. I'm trying to think of how long it's been since I've seen her. I think probably getting close to a decade because I'm really I'm, that long. Yeah, I think I left when I was like 15 because I thought I think that's what happened. So like I thought that's that's when I or 15 or 16 was when I lost my flute, sort of slash had it taken from me. Unless Tyler, you had some other idea of timelines. No. Wait. Year okay. in your backstory was about ten years. Yeah, so I haven't seen her in like a decade, and I I haven't seen any of my family in about a decade, and so I'm. It's been a long time since I would have slipped. I I was a little bit of like an oldest child, party child, but kind of a do as I say, not as I do. So overprotective of the youngins. They need to be studying. They need to be being smarter and better than me <laughs> because I had a feeling they would have to pick up some slack um, and so I'm kind of back into protection mode of you know, keeping her on a short leash and just generally being upset that she was out in the world by herself and I think that we kind of touched on she was a little edgy with information last time Tyler, eh? Like, she wasn't supposed to be telling us that other people were on their way to Pesop and so I kind of want to know I want to press her a little bit harder about who's going where and what they want and what their thinking is so I guess oh man role playing right how do we do this well at first she notice you standing there because she's currently on top of the of Theodore riding underneath her umbrella and kind of sees you walking along and in typical Similarly fashion, not having seen her in ten years, she looks down at you and she says, um, guys, I think I think that pepperoni needs a hug. Um what? could one of you help her out? 
No. Help him out. I, no, I don't need a hug. Why? I go right in for a hug. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I don't need this. Oh, oh, oh. I'm just... Yeah, it was looking like a little clicky. You know, sometimes he gets emotional and I don't know how to handle that, so... If one of you could take the reins when that happens, I'd appreciate it. This is not emotion. <laughs> this is me being uh, responsible for you and making sure that you're keeping on track. Can't believe you were out here by yourself. Can't believe you were as irresponsible as... I just can't believe you were out here by yourself. Uh, Pepperoni, it's been like ten years. I don't know if it's really your job to keep care of me anymore. Well, it's someone's job, probably. Yep, uh, right now I... Now that I'm not a stone girl, I can... I think I can take care of myself. It's now time to take care of you. And you know where we need to go, but I can't. Like I said, and she, she kind of like does a little zipper over her mouth. Okay. Wait, was she looking at me when she did that? Or... Yeah. Well, that's not gonna work for me. I am looking up something. Really fast. Hold on. So, where would it be, Tyler? Important files. Mm, that thing. I'm just looking for information about my own character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to do that all the time when I was up in the mountains. Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? Okay, yeah. I understand that she wants to try to keep things mum, but I lower my voice a little bit, hopefully so that the others don't hear, and I just kind of, I want to say stare her down, but I know that she is well above me up on her robot, and I'm like, look, you said everyone is headed there for- the Can you speak up? I can't really hear you. I'm up God here. damn it, Simile! <laughs> you said the twins are going to pass off, right? Oh, I may or may not have said that. Stop messing around. Is it Kip and Nella, or is it both sets? Good question. <sighs> did Dad? Did Dad you know, want them to go? It's gonna be like it's gonna be like a four versus one. If I talk to you any more about this, and I don't like you know, I don't like those odds already. Hey, it's four versus one right now. There's four of us here, and my dudes are bigger than them. So come on. Yeah, but... About this time I tip back the beer I'm holding while I'm walking. I mean... <laughs> also, do I have to deal with Bob afterwards? Bob? Mom! Oh, Mom! Oh, yeah, she's worth a whole lot more than these guys. Okay. Does Dad know you're go all gonna be in Pesop? Is he going too? Uh, nah, the parents of figures they're standing back home try to keep... I try to keep, you know... Gave it back up in shape. That's fair. We've got that other competing faction of... Oh, uh, God, oh. God. <laughs> I can't remember the name of them. Those pricks. They're the worst. We need you back here. Don't tell them I said this, because they'll get rid of I know that I said this to you. We, we need you back there, so you... Because you always are good at... The, I'm not good at the music, but you're good at it. I mean, no. And you should probably get back there and play sometimes, because I think it helped. No, I need to go back, but I didn't want to go back unless I had the flute. I hadn't found it yet, so I couldn't go back. Well, we should probably go to pass up then. I don't know why. I know. Where did you tell... Does... Sorry, what's her name? Uh, Semily? Semily know about uh, Papa Huey, like, stealing the flute from you? You haven't said that, right? 
I don't think I, I mean, oh, this is your memory. I don't think I told her anything like that. Okay. I think everyone's still mad at me because they're under the pretense that I lost it, right? Yeah, that's why I was curious if Semily knew. <laughs> Semily? <laughs> Just out of curiosity, everyone is probably pretty pissed at me. Is it for the reason that I think they're pissed at me? Which is because they... I mean... Yeah, jeez, Louise. <laughs> hmm. So, okay, that that's the going story. Has there been any word in in our our little hobbit hole of Hippo Blue about greater things going on in the continent? What what news have you heard about? I heard that there's some bad stuff going on up at the elf place. Sorry, elf guy, but I heard the bad stuff's going on up there. That's I think that's all about it in terms of the world. Nothing about other, um, sort of influences of gods. I mean, other than Pan. Pan's an awesome Pan. Praise Pan. Praise Pan. Must <laughs> <laughs> it be the fruit? Um, nope. Okay, that's good. I just want to make sure, I wanted to get a feeling for, like, the community that she was coming from to make sure that they were still, like, very Pan-centric because, you know, we went to that one Swampton, USA, place and people were struggling and mask was mask was helping out but that seemed to be some like infiltration of, of ful i just wanted to make sure that there weren't like obvious hard times where some other god was kind of helping out under under the pretense of you know steering people away from pen but that all sounds good all right what do you think they're gonna do when they see me um, well, hold on. And she looks down in her notebook. It's like, uh, well, then they do have a Goliath. She kind of looks through her notes. I would say that's about a 78.3% chance that they're gonna flip their shit and try to beat you up. Oh, I'm still bigger than them, aren't I? They'll probably do, like, a power ballad and sing you to death. Maybe not to death, but... Fine. I can't sing me to death. I'm always a better performer. <sighs> but I'm still their brother. They can't. They can't kill me. <laughs> they can't kill I me. I don't think they do that. But they're not happy with you. They never really got a chance to to say anything about it. Well, you guys. You're just like kind of just gone, and you didn't really say goodbye. Which, you know. In my opinion, that was the most calculated decision, so that made a lot of sense. But other people are pretty bad. I just... I can't... I can't tell you why, but there was a bigger reason for everything that happened that you guys don't fully understand yet. And I know it's not fair to ask you to sort of suspend your judgment, but we need you to just keep an open mind for a little bit longer. Just until I know everybody's safe. Well, it looked like you could take care of yourself. You got, looks like, she points to your lyre. You got a, a good instrument, it looks like. Well, I don't really know anything. Probably a real special watch. You don't know anything about what? I don't know anything about this lyre. It just came up out of the ground a little while ago. Oh, give it to me. I can inspect it. Okay. Careful. Don't, um, accidentally attune to it. <laughs> no, I... I would never accidentally do that. It just takes me about ten minutes, and boom, I can tell what any edit magic item is able to do. Hey, kiddo! Yeah, go for it! Alright, um... 
and kind of just strolling along and she's still up in kind of that high chair just really looking it over and inspecting it and after about 10 minutes she says oh this is a this is an actual instrument of the bards it's a cly liar it's a what and cly liar you can attune to it and use it as your spellcasting focus, and you get access to once a day, a stone shape, wall of fire, and wind wall. That seems very powerful. All at once? One each. It's actually more <laughs> powerful than that, and I kind of cut it back a little bit. Okay. That's. Whoa. <laughs> what was the extra stuff? The extra stuff is there are actually more spells. This is just specific to this one so like invisibility holy crap and people have disadvantage on charm tricks wow okay i'm a bit surprised and i'm assuming she hands it back to me and then i'm like ah hey just out of curiosity can you take a peek at this one and i hand her my ukulele and (laughs) she looks at it and she's like i don't really need to Test it. I could already pretty much tell. That's my main. It's a very beautiful. It's my main axe. Come on, babe. It has nice, nice craftsmanship, but. All right. I guess I'll use my fighting liar for the next little while. Let me grab it back. Is there anything else you need? Might as well do it while we're walking along. Yeah. Well. Um. Hey, boys. Do you have any questions about what you pulled out of the cave cave lair, the wild mage cave? Yeah. Can we check out these electric arrows I got here? Yeah, apparently I've got a scanning sister. All right. <laughs> Pull one off my back and scan it up. Show the barcode. Ooh, there's our, I, this is kind of a fun kind of day, I have to say myself. <laughs> Tickle my... No, I'm not going to say pickle, because that would be... That would be a rude thing to say. Okay, these arrows. I love her so much. <laughs> um, ooh. And after about ten minutes... She looks and she says, These are arrows of Blue Dragon's leg. These were crafted from the soul of a Blue Dragon. That's why they're kind of lightning-ish, because that's something that those guys can do. And when you use them against a Blue Dragon with a... It's a DC 17 con save. And it's an additional 6d10 piercing damage on a failed save. Holy crap. Or half as much on a successful one. 6d10? Damn. Very nice. But only against a blue dragon. Yeah. That's, uh... It's like 36 average, isn't it? The average would be 54 over 2. Or if Ben rolled them, 6. Yeah, 6. The average is 6 when Ben rolls. Yep. Pretty cool. So if there's ever a blue dragon that you uh, aren't very good friends with, this come, these four might come handy. Well, I think it's safe to say that Relic's really not very good friends with any dragon, so yeah, he'll do. Yeah, he's kind of really dragon racist. Hmm. Uh, if you're trying stuff out, I I scooped up a couple things from that pit of despair, um, and I'll <laughs> just kind of pull out the owl and the bone flute. And the manacles. Okay. The bone flute and manacles are not magical. Plain. Yeah. Um, But the owl, so you can, it can turn into a giant owl for up to eight hours. Oh, dang. Um, It can't be used again for two days. It can telepathically communicate with you from any range, but I think it's probably an action. 
So, and it will revert to its figurine form if it drops to zero or if the time runs out. Or if you use an action to speak the command word again while touching it. I wish it had transformed when I jammed it in your mouth. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so you speak the command word and you throw it to a point on the ground within 60 feet of you and it becomes that creature. Uh, just so you know, my command word is owl. And it, it's going to be very much owl for. <laughs> owl, please be owl. Do owl. Owl, 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 owl. owl. Chest will ask about his axe. Okay, so she looks at this and kind of looks it over and takes a moment, running her hands up and down the... the axe shaft? I was going to say shaft. <laughs> I know you were. The, the surface of the great axe, and I was going to describe, you know, etchings and stuff, but it's just a great axe, so let's just go with that. And she quietly just goes... Mm. Gorthog, and you see all of a sudden the axe lights up with flames. <laughs> Just like oh oh, uh, does someone get some ice for his her hands? Uh, oh, Gorthog, she turns it off. And just look it up. It's like I, do you, you need some ice? That looked very hot. Also, I don't know if I should take that uh, axe. It looks like it sort of bursts into flames sometimes. <clears throat> nah, it won't hurt you. Don't worry about it. Okay. So all you gotta say is the word, okay, it's Gorthog. Oh! And it turns back on again. <laughs> uh, Gorthog. Okay. Clap on, clap off. The clapper. This is a flame tongue, except it's a great axe. Okay. So when you say the word as a bonus action, flames erupt and shed a bright light for 40 feet and dim light for an additional 40 feet. And while ablaze, it deals an extra 2d6 fire damage to any target it hits. Oh, snap. 2d6 fire? Mm-hmm. Okay. Otherwise, it's not like a plus anything, right? It's just the fire. Like, it's not a... Ma- it is It is magical, but not a plus, plus one no, or two. No, right. right. Okay. Got it. And Chest also is like, uh, Samily, can you tell me about this armor I'm wearing? I really, like, I don't like it. But I already gave away my other armor, and, you know, I want to see if we can, like, kind of want it to suck less. Or maybe I'll sell it and pass up or something. Can you fix it or something like that? Yeah, sure. Uh, you got to take you gotta take it off, though, and hand it over to me. And she looks over to Pip and says, Pip, can you get earbuffs for a second? <laughs> what? Earbuffs? Uh, uh, fine. Just the one time. I cover my ears, but I do glare at her the whole time. It's nothing I haven't seen before, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, you can take your earbuffs off. Chet. And, I, and now I'm glaring at Chest. I'm just like, I am watching you. Chest is, Chest is like looking with his eyes sort of firm, and he's like, "What? I'm confused. Why did you tell me that you've seen people without their armor on before? Just I might, uh, I'll just, I'll do the armor thing later. Let's keep moving. Okay. This has become awkward, and Pip's not ready to uh, finish this conversation. Come on, we gotta get to pass off. Just clip cloth, everybody. Ch- Chess shrugs, he's like, I've seen all sorts of people without their armor. I don't see what the big deal is. <laughs> Pip turns around and says to Chess, 
This is like, Pip is, generally speaking, never terribly confrontational with Chest because he's so huge. He's appreciative and he's cute. But he puts a firm shoulder forward and say, you watch yourself with her. And then keeps walking. Chest is just looking very confusedly. <laughs> you, you hear Simley giggle. Chest <laughs> is just very confused, like, uh, okay, I'll, I'll do that, I guess. Um, Chest looks up to Pip and is like, Pip, are, how, how far are we to pass up? I don't know. Are we there yet? <laughs> Why are you asking Pepperoni piece of the question when I am riding a, a fucking robot right in front of you, pardon by Avofrosay? <laughs> uh, well, okay. Number one, I don't know what that r- ro- robot is. Um, I'm still not sure I quite understand what that is. Two, I don't really know you, and I, may, I have no idea if you're very good at finding your way to things. She is very good at everything and you need to appreciate how good she is. Oh, okay. Semily, where are we? Well, it's gonna probably take us one more night's sleep and then uh, we'll arrive at Friendtown uh, probably midday the next day. Probably mid to late afternoon. We might as well stay the night there because that will be our crossing until we get to the traveling foothills. It'll take us approximately two nights sleep through the traveling foothills until we arrive to Pessoft, giving us about three days until we're supposed to be there. Extra. Just it's just like, oh, uh, well that's um that's very precise. Did you know sometimes there's like animals that attack us up here, right? Um, there's werewolves, werebears. It's not Basilisk and a Medusa. Is that, um, is that factored into your timeline? Because I feel like the Medusa was not factored into your timeline. Um, well, I kind of thought that it might happen. I, you know what was factored into my timeline is my curiosity getting the best of me. All right. Well, you've got you got backup this time. I think we'll be able to keep on schedule. Uh, I'm also very excited about Friendtown because I'm just remembering that we learned that there are different types of Goliaths and some of them just don't fight all the time. Yeah. And I like the idea of super charming, friendly, chest-like characters. I am also intrigued by this because Fight Town was for fights, River Town was for rivers, Friendtown must be for friends. It's for hugs. Nice. Relleric's gonna hate it there. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck y'all, I'm not your friends. So you uh, continue to travel along after some time, and who is in front? So what is the marching order? Chestel, if we're still in the the mountains, Chestel will be in front. Okay. Um, So give me a survival check, Chest. Uh, five-ish. I have to check my plus, but it's roughly (laughs) These are usually (laughs) integers. Yeah, it's okay, it's a five. Okay, and then Rowler, give me a survival check as well. Oh god, I didn't even get my dice. What an asshole. (laughs) Well, I'm leaving that in. (laughs) (laughs) Hold, please. May I get a die out? Ow. Five. Amazing. Amazing. Is that with your... Six. Eleven. Yes. (laughs) My... So you, you both are kind of noticing that the trail seems off a bit. You can't really tell by what, but it's almost looks like the grass is flattened somehow. Okay. 
Wait, is there snow or? No, it's ever since Rivertown, it's been. Okay, we're we're out of the snow. Yeah, you've been fine as you're heading back up north. You can tell it's likely some sort of animals of some kind, but you can't really tell what. It's it's so completely messy, and there's so much going on at the same time. Like a migration pattern? Maybe, but... Chest, Chest looks up to Semele and he's like, Hey, Semele, Pip said you're really awesome. Um, do you see something weird about the grass here? Because there's, like, there's something weird and I can't po- can't really figure out what it is. Uh, just give me a second. And she does a quick scan looking around, and she says, Well, the major thing that I see is the ground looks to be trampled, and there seem to be three bodies over there. <laughs> <laughs> just looks where she's pointing is just like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I totally saw the bodies. I just it was the grass part that was confusing me. Um, was it was the grass? That's a bad survival check, guy. <laughs> and you you look over and you notice that like it looks like a mound of dirt, but as you get closer, you see that there is an arm kind of sticking out from one of the sides. It just looks like whatever happened with this ground being matted down it took these people along with it oh like there was like they got stampeded over kind of thing or like the ground itself was alive and swallowed them uh give an investigation check okay this is not chess asking this is rory trying to understand what you're saying Mm -hmm. but that's a five (laughs) so dude you chess you haven't dealt with many stampedes at all before but ralric probably just innately even if he rolled a one would be able to figure out that it's likely there's there's trampled over. Well, I rolled a twelve. Yeah, that. <laughs> you got it. Um, which direction is it going? Uh, it it was going down from the mountain, so it looked like it came up from the mountain, came down, and some dispersion happened both directions. Just out of curiosity, is this the same general direction that we saw all the animals heading a few nights ago? I don't know the right word, topography or geographically looking at it so the mountains you were south of them yeah and you're traveling directly east okay to get to the river once you hit the river then you started going north okay they came from the mountains and were heading south okay so they were going yeah you're currently east of the mountains gotcha Ah, yep okay now that this has all been i'm assuming i've heard them everyone say any of say this stuff or like point mm-hmm. out the bodies and the the grass and stuff depends on how much of your keg you've had <laughs> uh i am gonna start walking toward the bodies would i but i don't want to get right up on them um until i've had a chance to like see them from afar i guess make sure they don't look like they're undead or like gonna try and foam at me or something i don't know chase me down just pip pip says funky funky don't waste our diamonds <laughs> we don't know them <laughs> i wasn't necessarily saying i was gonna bring them back i was mostly just curious what's going on here aren't, aren't you curious okay okay not to be cool cool but yeah let's check it out you can do a site-based perception check usually funky does a taste-based perception check so. uh 19 so as you kind of get closer you don't see any movement at all but you can see why it would be difficult to see that these were people because they are completely flattened. <clears throat> Looks like like part of that arm was able to somehow survive just by odds, but everything else is pretty messed up. Oof, oof, we we got quite the mush. Uh, uh, this is uh, 
was can I tell were they human or dwarf or elf or anything? Uh, give an investigation. This is gonna go real well, guys. That's a zero. <laughs> <laughs> they Wait. were really messed up. You don't know if anybody would be able to tell that. Huh. Uh, Pip looks up at the robot and says, Seema, is this something that we should be worried about? Um, Pip, I haven't read a book on trampling probably in the past six years, so it's not, like, real fresh for me right now. That's so weird. Last time, last time we were hanging out, you were so into trampling. Yeah, that was one of my favorite nonfiction sections. <laughs> <laughs> I like this notion of writing this history on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna keep walking toward the mushy bodies and pull up, just pull out a coin and kind of look at it and just say, "Can you, can you keep me safe?" And kind of uh, turn undead as I approach, just in case. Okay. So you turn undead. You can kind of feel this wave leaving your body of magic, and it passes over the bodies, and nothing happens. What is turn undead? Is it a like channel divinity is it an automatic cleric thing or cantrip or something it, yeah, yeah it's a cleric thing um yeah. i can i get two per short rest right now mm. and you don't know what my other parts are it's what makes my duplicate it's the same same process that makes my duplicate yeah um well i guess if that's the case and nothing happens i would go over and i don't know it seems kind of sad to just leave them here in a mush i know i wouldn't want to be a mush should we move them to the river or something? Uh, work, I mean... At least then they're feed for the fish. TikTok, man, we're on a schedule. Ch- Chess would look over to Pokey and he's like, Well, what What are you supposed to do? Like, or, like what do the clerics say you're supposed to do for dead bodies? Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of slept through that part of class. Um, <laughs> but it just seems weird to leave them here by the side of the road. I, I don't think I can bring them back. I mean, even if I tried... It, I don't think this arm would be too happy to just be an arm. But, I don't know, the river's right there. We could go feed the fish. Uh, just sort of strikes me like, well, I, I mean, there's stuff in the ground that'll feed, feed on them just fine, but... Yeah, I guess that's fair. You know, I... They've been returned to the earth in a sort of mush-like state. <laughs> They've been mushed. Pan, take them. And then Pip keeps going. Uh, if everyone's moving on, I guess I would give one last kind of look around the clearing and then probably move on with everyone. Carry on, then. You see Semily kind of just wait along with you, Funky. Okay. But if you start moving on, then she'll go, too. I'm lingering, basically, to see what everyone else does. If Pip's moving on and everyone else moves on, I'll I'll follow. Seema, what you doing? Sometimes it just seems like the right thing to do. Is what Bob and Dad would want. Fuck. Fine. Pip heads back and does what his parents taught him. (laughs) Bury dead bodies. (laughs) Thanks, Mom and Dad. Do we have shovels? (laughs) Just find some rocks, though. Yeah, no, I I don't, and we're not going to bury, but yeah, I feel like we'd more just build a pyre over, like a a little pile, like cover them in something rather than dig. Burn them? You know, I feel like rock. Yeah, maybe not in the middle of the trail. That'd be... Oh, I thought they were off the road. Yeah, I feel like dwarves would bury them in rocks. A pile of rocks, like a um, cairn. I think that's probably what dwarves would do. Once once we kind of get them covered and make a little headstone, Pip pulls out his loot, new loot, new loot, and um, sings the traditional gnomish pan funeral 
loot song. <laughs> I don't know what that would be. Whoopsie doodle, sorry you're gone. Sam <laughs> loves you anyway, the end of the song. I missed that one. I mean, not really missed the occasion, but I missed that song. Yeah. I'm going to leave one copper per body that I can figure out. So did you end up moving them off of the Oh yeah, no, path? we didn't leave them in the middle of everything. We kind of put them to the side and kind of built a little appropriate stone covering for them. Made ourselves fucking late. So as and then you... Pip, Pip laid dang dust in the wind. <laughs> as you peeled one of the bodies under off of the ground, there is a completely open and preserved, almost like a journal. Like the person just got unexpectedly hit from behind, and they completely landed covered. Landed on their journal. They, oh. they landed on it, and it like protected the pages from whatever the trampling was. Yeah. What's the front of the journal say? Gustavo? It was open on it was open on a page. Oh. Okay, what does the page say? You look at it and you see give a survival check. What? That's not for looking. <laughs> that's that's an unusual check for reading a book. <laughs> Wait, what's my survival? Does that matter? It's plus two, so that's a three. Better than my minus one for investigating. So you see a mountain um, and it's, it's a drawing a sketch and on top of the mountain is this large almost worm like creature with multiple tongues going out of one of its mouths and it's curled and you can still see kind of that huge silhouette on top of the mountain despite being so uh, far away from it like wait in the drawing or in real life in the drawing is it a Beulah? Do you think this is... No. <laughs> would be much, much larger. I'm like, oh, hmm, that's a lot of tongues. That's a lot of trouble. Well, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, can Pep keep the journal, or is it, like, gr- grossly embedded somewhere? You can try to pull it out. Might have to be ginger with it. I'm going to roll for ginger. Uh, dexterity check. Oh, <laughs> 13 ginger? Um, Dex is three, 16. Okay, so you're able to carefully kind of peel it out of the ground. The front and back are quite caked with mud, but... I, uh, close it and hand it to Funky's bag? Yeah, I just, I open the bag, I don't touch it. I blurp it in there. Uh, thanks, Pip. What'd you just put in? Is this... What was it, Pip? It was, um... Just a journal with a drawing of a horrifying mountain creature. <laughs> it's probably fine. <laughs> Had a lot of tongues. Was really big. Probably fiction? Uh, can I see? Maybe I've heard of it before. Oh, okay, I... I hold the bag open to her. <laughs> I get my corpse-compressed book out, and I open it up for Semily and hold it up to her and her robot. And she does a survival check? I don't know how to do this, because it was a natural 20, and I was going to be like, anything with a natural 20, she'd have no freaking clue. Anything except for a natural 20. Uh-oh, but turns out my sister's a genius. Maybe she needed a natural 25. Come on, Tyler, we need all the help we can get. <laughs> oh, I'm not really sure the name of it, but it looks almost like some sort of elephant creature? It's not something that you want to mess with. An elephant creature? Ele- 
Oh. Millifed. Uh, Pip rolls to know that word. How do you spell that? Fourteen. Uh, mind flares. Oh, good. Uh, oh, Will. I feel like I don't have a great constitution for those. <laughs> Will? And, oh, it looks like that mound right there. She points. It's the one where- Like, it, uh, it looks like the, uh, almost perfect perspective, except for the trampled part of, like, a nice picture of the mountain and then the- just stopping to draw a picture of the creature on top. So we're walking towards where this thing just passed through. This is the understanding. It was to the it's to the west. Okay. Well. So, Raleigh, give a perception check or give a survival check. Three. God damn it! <laughs> Crushing it. We're we're doing really good at three rolls three today. plus. At I've, least there's a plus. Guys have rubbed off on all of you. Yeah, apparently. Gross monkey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Pip. Just a three. Is your survival well, probably probably wouldn't be great, but yeah, you're not uh, you're not really sure where this thing could be. You just see up to the west is where the picture was drawn, and you're going north. All right, let's um. I don't have a good feeling about this mountain. Let's just kind of keep going on this path because uh, yeah, I I like my mind intact. If if we know that there's a problem, do we want to just leave the problem and let the problem find us, or do we want to find the problem and take care of it? Can we take care of a mind flare? That's that big? Maybe it'll never find us? I don't know what that is. <laughs> I do not know what it is. Yeah, it's- like, Semele doesn't really have much information. She's like, she's heard of these words. Seems like there's a correlation, but does not have a lot of information on it herself. It's very... She's like, heard of mind flares, not really sure... I think it's something with your braids and like that worm just like looks like a big version of kind of them as tadpoles. Hmm. (laughs) So Pip's motivation, just generally speaking right now, is to avoid any superfluous trouble and to get Semele back to his siblings because he does not like being responsible for her. Because Pip does not like being responsible. <laughs> yeah, I I just worried we'll get trampled like these poor saps. I mean, I don't. I like my mush on the inside. That's... You know. <laughs> Should we just like sneak around and see if we can see it? See what's going on? Maybe it's hu- maybe it was just hungry. You know, we just sit still. I made, and she's looking, and she's like. When we're saying mountain, it's not a close mountain. Oh. It's not, like, just up Yeah, it was, like, off in the distance, eh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, this would be a several-day diversion. Oh. I imagine. Yeah. But this thing was so large that that it still could be. All right. Then, uh, yeah, I'm all about getting away from this thing. Getting away from this. Clip-clop. Yeah, let's let's double-time it. Not interested. Clippy, classy, applesaucy, let's go. <laughs> hey, hey, Chest, you're the same size as that as that guy back there. Any chance I could hop on your shoulders? <laughs> Chest just kind of stares at Funky and he's like, Funky, don't ask again. Just keeps walking. Okay, I didn't realize I was too heavy for you. <laughs> Maybe Funky needs to offer a ride first. <laughs> Look, I'll carry you first. When he, tur- when he hears that, he turns around and he's like, You ain't too heavy for me, but I know you can walk yourself, and there's no reason for me to walk, carry you around. Okay. What, what if, what about. <laughs> stop, stop trying to get free rides. Literally. Alright, what, what if I carry you for like the next mile, 
Would you carry me after for the rest of the day? No, Funky, stop. Do you want to? Do you want me to move over up here, Funky? No, he's fine. He can walk on his own. You just stay up there. And the robot kind of leans down, and she holds out her hand for you to grab. Funky. I look at I look at Pip. I look at the seat. I look back at Pip. Pip is like kind of twirling a dagger at this point. <laughs> Come on. Up. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop my butt in the seat. Uh, as you reach for her hand, she slicks back her hair, and she goes, I saw people who I perceive oh. as cooler than me do that once. Oh. And then she goes straight back up. <laughs> and I do the sad Charlie Brown walk for the rest of the day. <laughs> Pip is so proud! And says to her, nobody's cooler than you. Now that is statistically not true. Ah, whatever, <laughs> I'm still cooler, but you're getting up there. So you continue along for the rest of the day. Don't see a lot going on eventful in the rest of your trip. Just it eventually gets quieter until nightfall. And you feel like it eventually may be good to stop unless you really want to press on and gain a day. Now Chest would Chest would be looking expectantly at Pip and being like, Alright, Pip, snuggle ahead. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to, again, minimize risk of being out too late, so I would say to Semily, Hey! Hey! Check it out! A snuggle hut, snuggle hut! And then I point at the ground for a whole minute. And that looks really awkward. But then a snuggle (laughs) hut pops up. (laughs) Oh, that is very you. I enjoy the color. It's very round. It's good inside. It's nice. It's cozy. It's a good little snuggle hut. Your robot can come in if it wants. I I don't think Hill Fetty is rather large. Well, then he can hang out by the door and guard us. Is he going to be okay out here? Yeah. I guess he's a robot. Can we just have him stand in the middle with the top out? Hey, Theodore, are you okay out here? <laughs> and you see him, all of a sudden, the blades in the one hand just start to whir and spin. Yeah, I think it's okay. Okay, Teddy. <laughs> All right. Come on, Santa. Let's get you inside. Tuck, tuck, tuck. And she goes in, and she's like, Pip, finally we can chat. Oh. <laughs> and just immediately passes out. Before even Chess does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pip pulls out his bedroll and kind of, like, gives her a little extra tuck in. And then just turns around and stares daggers at his dudes. And is like... Y'all be gentlemen. Gentlemen. I'm always a gentleman. Uh, okay, so do I, like, do I have to sleep differently or something? You got, actually, no, you have to sleep exactly how you sleep, <laughs> which is immediately. Shrugs and he's like, he's like, okay, I mean, I don't know why you're telling me otherwise. That's what I was going to do anyway. Pip, I don't know your insinuations. <laughs> oh, no, no, I don't worry about you, Ralric. Yeah, you're too you're too old. <laughs> Sad face. <laughs> but correct. Plus he's got Cardi Bay, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or or whatever. Because he can't get out of his he can never <laughs> he can never stop thinking about her. Except I think he completely <laughs> Before everyone goes to bed, I say, Hey, check guess what? Tamora came to me in a dream once and showed me how to do this. And I cast Great Food and Water 
and 45 pounds of bangers and mash just appears on the ground. <laughs> Justice, like, in the midst of laying down on his bedroll, he just stops and is like, uh, Bucky, is this some sort of cute trick you've, you're doing, like, where you make yourself look like two or three of you? No, no, this is real food. See? I just grab a sausage. Semily immediately opens her eyes and just goes, Bangers and bash! And starts digging in. Is it in a vessel? Or... No, it's just on the ground. Just on the ground? Okay. 45 pounds! 45 pounds? I mean, I'll grab a handful off the top. Oh, Sema, eat from the top! Eat from the top! Because... There's also 30 gallons of water, and I'm not sure what I'll put that in, because I'm not putting it in the keg. So... It just kind of water appears, but there's no. I didn't put it in a vessel, so it just kind of the ground gets I wet. I think I have a water skin. Pip fills up a water skin to share with his sister. I have a small recommendation, Flucky. Next time, don't do it inside the dome where we're sleeping. Uh, do it on the outside. It's gonna smell <laughs> real bad. Well, I mean, I I don't think it lasts long. I think it I think it helps us. And it goes like we can eat it and we feel good. Um, but I think if we try and carry it around, like, okay. I know this is a lot of bangers and mash, but I, I think if we stuff, stuff our pockets and we're run, walking around with some rotten bangers and mash, I don't think it keeps. But I, Yeah, that's why I was saying, don't put it inside the dome. Uh, well, hmm. I haven't tried this one before. It'll be a so. smelly morning. Or I think we could do it. Can we eat all of it? <laughs> um, I am up for this challenge. No, no, no. I've got like three sausages in each hand, and I'm just dipping them in, <laughs> in the ground. Yeah, Rel- Relic's just got two sausages, using them as a spoon, like scooping the mash. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting on the ground. Nom, nom, nom. Simile is only able to do two pounds. That's still remarkable. Pip can probably only do one. What, what do you roll to see how much you can do before you pass out? Let's God. do a... D6 plus con for number of pounds. Okay. <laughs> it's it's going to be very high, but you I'm going to assume you all are trying real hard. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's eight. They... <laughs> eight pounds? <laughs> I did five. <laughs> Just did seven. You are heroes, so. <laughs> Wait, unless it's unless it's saving throw. Con saving throw? No. Or just just con. Alright, seven pounds. Pip ate more than 5% of his body weight. So. <laughs> he ate four pounds. Be careful with the water. You eat, if you drink too much water, it swells right up, and then you seesaw on all night. I've done this before. So, you all, as heroes, are able to do ungodly feats that no normal mortal can, like eat a ton of bangers and mash. <laughs> and you're able to eat about half of this. Yep. You get you get, you kind of get the top layer off, and like what's the left is spread out on the grass. Yeah, well, I mean that's Pip the grass stuff, right? Barely able to move, kind of spherically rolls his body over to Funky and says, "Next time, let's talk first about planning," and then passes yeah. out. Uh, Robert just goes into a trance right where he was sitting next to the pile. <laughs> With his, with his sausage spoon <laughs> still in his hand. And while sitting in his trance, is vo- slowly vomiting up, <laughs> dribbling down. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you all kind of fall asleep and drift off, Ralric, in your dream tonight, again, much like last night, you're brought back to 
just a time in the past, but this time it's back to a previous dream. The one where you saw kind of Bobby Jr.'s hand raise out of the ground and the hooded figure over to the side, the one kind of commanding this and doing it. Except this time you have Tirvanas with you and you look over at that dragon off in the distance and you pull out the arrows and you shoot them at uh, Scaly McFire tits. And you see Scaly just like kind of get so much more damage than you would expect and kind of crumpling to the ground. So like you feel kind of this sense of hope just beaming from Tirvanas in these, these arrows that you haven't had before. And then out of the ground starts to emerge Bobby Jr. And then just in the back of your mind, you hear Junie. You don't see Annalise, but you just hear a voice in your head calling your, calling towards your son. And you feel like you've heard that name before. Junie? Recently. Yes. I have. And then you eventually wake up. Interesting. As you kind of wake up in the traditional really good so did you say sweat, Bobby Jr. was coming out of the ground completely? Uh, give a... Give me just an intelligence Got check. It. Come on, you can do better than my zero earlier. <laughs> yeah, I think I can. Intelligence is where... Zero. Okay, ten. Okay. So you think back to a couple of days ago when you met the hero and he was speaking of other in between that he'd heard of before. Mm. And there was one towards Vivimar that went by the name Junie. Mm -hmm. Kind of this information floods into your head and the pieces kind of connect together as you wake up. And you heard this, this name before again uttered by Annalise in your dream the previous night. And you all come to arise, and Assembly is just kind of like, ugh, 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 trying to get up, but starting to roll around a little bit. <laughs> and then finally, ugh, that was a good meal. Hey, you're you're pretty sweaty, Elf. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> is that the meat sweats? We're going to start saying that to people now. <laughs> hey, you're pretty sweaty, Elf. It's our way of metagaming. <laughs> yeah, you're sweaty. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was having some, some dreams last night, you know. I usually dream about teddy bears turning into r- real teddy bears, and then I don't even want to. They're scary. Interesting. Yeah, mine was k- kind of like that, too. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty common one. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to start doing some elf stretches. I don't really want to talk about this dream. Okay. <laughs> I have learned from my previous help from my brother Pip that this is where I stop asking questions. <laughs> Have a good day. Ex- excellent social cue. <laughs> I don't know how she would have learned that. Pip would probe and probe. <laughs> Do as I say. When, Ch- when Chest is uh, up and sees Relic stretching, uh, he would go out and be like, Go join for some stretches. These bangers are still good, or what? Oh yeah, they're good for twenty four hours. So <laughs> you, you can you can hit that you can hit that again. I'll eat I'll eat the two that I was still holding all night. I picture you doing <laughs> lunges and eating. Sausages. Yeah, as I go down, it's like hang on, hang on. Tyler, just because I'm curious, is are the banks to the river uh, cliffs right now, or could I wade in and bathe? 
the entire way that you've gone and from what you heard about it before, it's completely cliffs Okay. Yep. to help keep the uh, monsters drifting down the river from being able to climb out. Yeah, okay. we're stinky folk. Yep. Well, I mean... I mean, I'm... do you really need the river? You did... Didn't you just will into existence 30 gallons of water? <laughs> Inside of my tent? Right. I didn't have a container for it, so it all just kind of went... Did it just splash on the we'll ground? just do it again, but over yourself. Uh, yeah. it, it takes a little, it takes a decent amount of juice for me to do it. Mm. So I did it at the end of the day. I probably wouldn't do it in the morning. So stuff your pockets with bangers and mash. <laughs> Next time, let me know. I could create a funnel with a lever so that you can modulate the amount of water that's going to come out at a time. So you do the spell above the funnel, hmm. and then you get to keep it for a little while. Um... Well, what what happens to the bangers and mash? Then? Nah, I, I was talking about the water. I don't different funnel. We do. Can we do a mash funnel? They were good bangers and mash, but I'd probably say seven out of ten. Well, that's above average for what I was expecting. I was expecting about a five. So, well, I haven't eaten in probably eighteen days. So, so right. So you round it up. Well, thanks for me for the ego boost. Yeah, this is what my family tells me. Kill him or not? No, what's it's called a white lie. Uh, well, that's good. Yeah, I forgot to mention everything tastes like, you know, pretty bland. So it looks like bangers and mash, and it's like you know, looks like bangers and mash. Texture like bangers and mash. It's like probably late in the when the kitchen's about to close in the pub. That's probably the kind of quality you're getting. Eighteen days, really. Yeah, makes yeah. the taste buds hunger. Yeah. And as you're kind of going through that, she starts to scramble up onto Theodore. Um, before we take off, let me just say, so the the hero kind of had a chat with me. I don't, I don't, I think he talked to a few of us before we left, and he kind of made me think about some things. I think I should be Thodrin. Thodrin. What? You made us change now? I don't remember. Did you tell us all about your name? Yeah, I think we knew that. I don't know if I've told everyone. So, Fake Daddy gave me the, the funky name. The funky wee man name. Apparently, Thodrain was my real name when I was born. The hero kind of made me realize that maybe using the name from Fake Daddy wasn't isn't the best idea for, for a new god. I mean, she made the bangers and mash last night. She brought Tarka back to life. She seems like she's on the up and up, so... I'm gonna just assimilate, I guess. <laughs> Chest is like, I mean, if Thodrain's your real name, then why don't you just use that anyway? Like, why bother sticking with Funky anyway? Well, I mean, Funky's the only name I've really known. Uh, the only person that told me about Thodrain was Tamora. So, the hero kind of made me realize that maybe keeping Funky isn't... Well, now, now seems like as good a time as any. Yeah. Switch. Um, I probably don't need this anymore. And I just pull the mask amulet out. The amulet? That I've had <laughs> kicking around. The amulet. Yeah. I'm just going to kind of leave it in the pile with the bodies that we buried last Or No, we moved on from that, didn't we? Yeah, we're pretty far away from those. You want to yeah. toss it in the river? Yeah, I'm just going to toss it. I'm going to toss it in the river. So you all watch as Funky or Thodrain now stands there, almost contemplative taking one last breath with that amulet in his hands, kind of just like tossing it around a little bit. 
going going over the similar um, habits and tendencies he used to do. One last time before he lines up, you see him just toss it down into the river. We're kind of chewing on that one for a few days, so sorry if it seems like a shot. Justice, just like Funky, that uh, that must have been pretty tough. Um, when we first met, you were all about that mask thing, and it was like everything, everything you talked about. It was annoying as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's fair. Now you're throwing it in the river. Well, Rob's funk. I mean, Thadrian. Here, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, Pip kind of pips up to him and says that this was good. This was the right thing to do. Thanks, Pip. Timora seems to be much more aligned with both your ideals and our cause. Yeah, well, your chat a few nights ago when we were back in the Goliath town kind of helped, so thanks for that. I 100% remember all of it. I do too, because this is a podcast. Um, could I ask one clarifying question? Maybe. Um, yesterday you were funky when I met you. Today you're thawed rage. Should I expect a different name tomorrow? Depends. Maybe. Uh, probably not. It, okay, it's just harder to keep track of. Yeah, well, it's hard for me to keep track of, too. Honestly, I'll, I'll probably forget. And I'll probably respond to funky more than I will thawdering for a while. But we'll see what happens with it. It's a team effort. We'll all work on it. It's a, it's okay. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys, for understanding. Also, hey, hey Pip, here's... I found this in the prison back there with the mage and give him the bone flute. I don't play instruments. I don't know, you play instruments. Ew. It seems kind of morbid, but also... So? Kind of cool. It's a flute made from a bone. Ah, uh, I... I don't know, Pip, Pip's getting more and more into the occult. Maybe this is gonna be a good thing to have. It seems pretty dark. Just, just don't get too weird with it. If I wake up and you're doing that thing you did to Rowert the other night, and you're playing a bone flute, I'm gonna get a little concerned. Pip looks touched and takes it and smiles deeply and says, No promises. I would nope. expect nothing less. <laughs> Thanks. I do have one more question. Yeah? Before you were funky wee man, now you're thought right. If someone asks what your family name is, then what do you say? I don't know. That's a weird one. I just, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of, have you, I've heard there's this polymorphing magician or musician or whatever that runs through, named Seal. I feel like I'm kind of like that. Just one name. Share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Unkid. Okay, oh. you know. Uh. There's others with one name. The hero? Uh, I, mean, I mean, I guess you could count the as his first name, but... Ew. Come on. Not everybody has a family like us, Sammy. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We'll see. So you... At least it's not a pee joke. <laughs> so you all kind of pack up and head north, and traveling on through the day, someone just roll me a D10. Do we want to get low? Because I can roll if we want to get low. Eight. Okay. So you travel through the day, and on the way to Friendtown, you don't come up with any trouble. Um, don't pass anyone along the way. And as you approach Friendtown, you can see kind of at the front of it is a Goliath coming out to meet you all. 
Uh, Chess would, you know, walk up in front of everyone and walk forward to meet him and be like, Oh, hey there. Hey there, fella. How's it going? And you notice, kind of, you're looking at the town, and all you can really see is, like, a small, narrow um, pathway and then buildings all along the side in your, in your view. Yeah. This looks like there's a small cut straight ahead. And the buildings are... They look like almost like uh, wooden poles on the inside and tarp is wrapped around it. So they're fairly rectangular in shape, um, but made of hide on the outside. Um, and this individual is walking up to you. He has large horn-rimmed spectacles with beady black eyes. His jawline almost reminds you of an orc. It's just large. He is toned, but not overtly massive. Uh, and he's wearing a sleeveless robe with intricate symbols. And since you're approaching, you're not really sure what they are. Okay. And he just kind of smiles at you. Hello. Name's Albert. Albert Conway. <laughs> Welcome to Friend Town. What's your name, brother? Name so- that voice sounds familiar, and I don't know if that's intentional or because Tyler has voiced 600 characters. <laughs> uh... Chest, Chest uh, reaches out his hand to shake his hand. He says, "Name's Chester Bronley. I, uh, I come from Fight Town, and these here are my friends." Oh, are you a current resident of Fight Town? Oh no, uh, not exactly. I, uh, I, I kind of got kicked out a few years back, and uh, well, anyway. Okay, so you're not a current resident then. Uh, I guess not, no. Why? Okay. And he looks behind, he says, It's okay, you was kicked out. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, Come on in, you can come on into friend town. We just gotta take a precaution every time someone from Fight Town comes up, because no offense, but your folk aren't too keen on the magic front or the books front. They kind of flip out and start to attack our library. Um, I point to Semele and myself, and we're like, no, no, we're kind of nerds. We're good. Chest is just like, oh, yeah, I know they kind of get crazy about the books and stuff up there, but, like, yeah, my friends here, they they like books, and um, that they, they do some magic, too. Start digging in my pouch. Okay. Yeah, if you were... Do, do you do a give a book, leave a book thing? Uh, no, we don't have one of those. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, normally if people from Fight Town come here, we, uh... And he points up to, like, sticking out of these buildings is a large stick with a... It looks like something wrapped up. He's like, you pull the string there, and the flag... And the flag will drop down. Let's everybody know someone from Fight Town's coming, so we gotta stop all the magic stuff and hide the library. <laughs> you hide the library? Yeah, I mean, you just close the windows... Oh, okay. And Yeah, it makes makes sense. Yeah. And what you usually say is people go in there to talk about their feelings and stuff, and then they don't even go inside. <laughs> Just is feeling a little bit embarrassed about being from Fight Town in front of all his friends here, but uh, he's just like, hey, uh, we're uh, we're heading towards Pesopt eventually, and, well, we got to go through a lot of other places first, but we were wondering if we could... Uh, crash here for tonight. Yeah, of course. We got a guest tent that you can stay in, no problem. And Chess turns back. He's like, alright, everyone. Come on. This- What's all your names, friends? 
And just just sort of waves over to them. It's like, well, introduce yourselves, everyone. Right, did you say Albit or Abbott? L E L B I T. Elbit. Got it. Elbit Conway. Hi, Elbit. Uh, I'm Relic. I'm the team elf. <laughs> <laughs> Much obliged. Uh, hi, I'm, I'm Pip. Pip Pip. And this is my sister, Simile. Uh, nice to meet you both. That thought, right? Uh, I walk up. Yeah, I walk up and extend my hand and say, I'm, uh, uh, Thodrin. Th- 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 yeah. Then he kind of clasps you on the shoulder and says, Have a little more confidence, fella. <laughs> You're a good guy. And he slaps you on the back. Nice to meet you, Thought Ring. Thanks. And I uh, give my hand a shake and walk through. And then scoop out some nervous ba- some nervous mash from my pockets. Oh, God. <laughs> we all, we've all been there with the nervous mashed potatoes. So feel free, you can... Uh, Take any amount of time, you can go check out our library if you'd like. Mostly built on Goliath history, so learn a little bit more. Teach this guy a thing or two about it, because they apparently read from rocks. <gasps> Do you write in books? Yeah, this is, this is what the library's for. Come on, Sima, let's go. Don't, don't knock rocks as like a history-keeping method. I mean, the, the rocks last a lot longer than books in a fire. You know, I get that. I just don't necessarily agree with the methods. No, friend town to mount town to fight town. It's quite the spectrum. Going from heavy magic to heavy fighting, so kind of like at opposite poles. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah, but you kind of try to keep it a secret if you haven't noticed. <laughs> That's fair. Chest would actually head to the tent and start, what is it, donning and dofting? So those are words for Do- take- doffing. Mm. Doffing, not doffed, doffing. Doff. Would start doffing his armor? <laughs> I don't know, word? I've only ever heard it in terms of hat. He would start taking his... Chest would start stripping down. <laughs> Chest takes off his pants. Chest is take, taking okay. his armor off. Gosh, yeah. And he's going to try to go find Semele with the armor. He's getting ready to do a naked run through campus. And some other pants. I'm assuming I have clothes underneath. <laughs> I assume nothing with Chest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, feel free to go use the tent. Really, the only big things that people come here for is might see some nice things at the shop if you're interested. Got a tavern. Got some nice drink for the night in our library. That's about all. I'm off right after the drink. Pip is super intrigued about this idea of a Goliath library. Mm. I'm interested. And would want to check that scene out. It's been a while since I've read a good book. I'll go with you, Pip. Okay. Yeah, let's get a read on. So the two of you and Semily would head to the library. Yes, that's right. Where are you going, Chest? Uh, You're going to go to Semily first? Yeah. And so she'll take the ten minutes to identify your armor and just say, oh, this is not a good piece of armor at all. I would use it. <laughs> Chest is like, well, yeah, I mean, that's what I've been trying to say. Can you fix it? Uh, well... To fix you, I don't have the ability, but someone need to remove the curse from me because it still happens even with the armor off, I'm sorry to say. Just kind of looks at her and is like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like, when you get hit with a hammer, the bludgeon kind of damage? Yeah. You're resistant to that, but the other stuff, you're super weak to. Well, yeah, I kind of know, it's, I've sort of noticed that's how it's been feeling, but, like, it's just because of the armor, right? Uh, 
just a little bit of self-conscious and actually I was just it's just because of the armor for the weakness there. Okay. Um so but you can fix that or no? No, I can't do a remove curse. I don't know. I'm not able to do that. Uh you might be able to find I don't know. Usually like uh healers are usually pretty good at doing that. Just sort of sighs and he's like, Alright. Well, thanks for letting me know, uh Sim- Simile. Ain't no fang but a chicken wing, my dude. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't have any chicken wings. Is that all right? Okay. And she starts walking off to the library. And, yeah, Chess kind of looks a little defeated, but he would sort of pick up his armor and continue walking along over to where everyone else went. Are you going with Funky to the bar or with everyone else to the library? I guess to the library. Really? Okay. She, she, she said, well, she said a healer could fix my... Yeah, and the healer it. went to the bar. <laughs> yep. Is he really a healer, though? The best we got. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure Funky said he doesn't have... He, I can. He fix uh, um, I absolutely can. Oh, okay. I just was not fully aware of what was going on. So okay. it is fully within my capability. Oh, okay. Uh, well, Chest would, I guess, then go with Funky. When she said healer, he, he would go with Funky, yeah. go with Funky, and find him and be like, "Funky, Emily said healers could fix this really crappy armor." Huh? Like she said, like uncursing it or something. Uncursing. Okay. Or something like that. I don't. I mean, you know, y- y'all know your your magic words. I don't know them, but well, I mean, I'll chat with Tamora and see what she says about it. See if I can do something for you. And you remember she said she could uncurse you, not the armor. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, Chess has not a great grasp on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and Chess, Chess was pretty sure it was still the armor. Okay. Chess is just like, yeah, I, I mean, talk to Emily. She seemed to know sort of like about it, but I don't really know what needs to be done. Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll chat with Emily, and I'll, I'll chat with Tamora, or try and talk to Tamora, and see if she's got any... New tidbits for me, like those bangers of mash. Speaking of which, we're not quite up on that 24 hours. You want some day old bangers of mash? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Justice shrugs and he's like, uh, maybe I'll see what they got here at the bar. Uh, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get you later. This sausage has been in my pocket for a day. Are you sure you don't want a nibble? <laughs> my pocket sausage. <laughs> and at that, I would enthusiastically uh, uh, lead Chest into the bar. Okay. So over in the library, you enter and you notice it's a small room. It's not not a huge library, but there are books adorned along the walls, and there's a central desk right as you enter. And this elderly Goliath is standing there, looking at you, kind of reading a book as as you enter. Has nice flowing robes and a very wrinkled face and chin, but she has nice long, elegant hair, white. Pip is elated and runs right up to her and says, You're reading! I'm so excited to meet you! Oh, hello there. You must have just come from Fight Town. Oh my god, yes. It's quite a surprise. <laughs> nice to meet you. Hi, I'm Pip. Ah, I'm Julie. Ooh, Julie. What? What's this magical place for me? This is the library. This is where. I'm sure you're aware, but you can go and read books. We don't have a checkout program, because most people travel through here. Um, I'm 
Pip is very interested in uh, actually a little bit of what uh, magic goliaths do. And bigger, I was so very much under the impression that magic was absolutely verboten um, from fight down. And so if there's any literature about, like, historical Goliath magic, Pip would kind of be scampering over to give that a peruse. Okay. Give an investigation check. Nope. That's all one plus nothing. Well, plus something probably, but three, four. This is a four. Pip's too excited. Okay. Anything that you're looking for specifically, Ralric? I'm just cruising for anything that looks like it's an elvish, maybe. Give an investigation check. Me sure. Oh, it's my 12. Okay. And then simile. Very nice. So, as you all are perusing the library, digging through different books, kind of like surprised and excited at the same time. Most of this, like was previously mentioned, is about where was with respect to Goliath history. And what you find with those kind of combined checks is that... There originally were four tribes. There was Friend Town, Mount Town, Fight Town, and... River? Nope. Oh, um, Storm Town. Ooh! River Town isn't counted as, like, a full tribe on itself. It's more of the training place. And there was a merging of Fight Town and Storm Town due to just low resources out kind of in the wilds in that area. So two different tribes came together. Currently, Fight Town and Friend Town, the strongest from Fight Town and the strongest from Friend Town, um, are married in Teak and Sanders, and they are kind of running everything from Rivertown. So they are the decision makers. And then one individual from Mount Town named Elliot, he is kind of the tiebreaker if they can't come to an agreement in any exploration missions Elliot does. So they're kind of like the three heads of the current Goliath nation, in a way. Oh man, I had no idea we were dealing with such top dogs when we were at um, summer camp. Because it was (laughs) summer camp. So I'm assuming, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm assuming that Teak is Friend Town and Sanders is Fight Town? Yeah, so Teak is Friend Town, Sanders is Fight Town. They're the two of the three that kind of came together, and they're married. And Elliot's Mount Town. Our town. Yes. And does more of the exploration. If there are issues, he goes out and checks it out. I guess like Elliot gets overruled a lot. In this. I'm so glad there's no keg in that mix. That's <laughs> nice. Huh. Wow. It's amazing to me that Chess didn't really know much of any of that that he was able to communicate to us. It was a, it was a, in it, it says it was a very recent merging of the two. Okay. Yukon. There was a marriage. Actually, as you're digging through this, are you more interested in that, or are you trying to continue on the magic way? I don't know. Pip got super, like, hungry for this telenovela of Goliath lore. So, yeah, no, I'm digging. As soon as I learned about something about people that I met, I'm just like, ooh, Goss, let me know. Okay, give another investigation check. And you can do this with advantage. Um, if you, with Semly helping you. 15 plus 18. That's much better. So what you find is that the top two members of Stormtown were 
Kiyothi and Baxter Thunukalathi, who were single at the time. And it was agreed upon when the two tribes came together that in order to quell any dissidents is that there would be a marriage. And so Kiyothi married very high keg. What? What? They had two children separated once the tribe stabilized and then Kiyothi and Baxter got married. I'm assuming Chess doesn't know this. <laughs> nope. They wanted you nowhere near very high keg growing up. Oh. Okay. Pip wishes he had not got into that hot, hot Goliath goss. And so the Kiyothi was the storm town path and very high keg was the fight town. And they emerged to become fight town. Oh, beans. Oof. Uh. And it's been, like, with all the things that are not being said with Fight Town, it's another one of those things that is not being kind of passed down because they don't want any rift between the younger generations. <sighs> this is a scrumbled up Goliath mess. Uh, so I'm assuming Ralark knows this too, right? Because we're all doing teamwork looks? Yeah, I'm sure you'd point it out to him. Uh, Pip is just standing in front of Ralark with his jaw dropped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quite the news, huh? I don't know how to do this with audio, but... Uh, what a mess. This is not good. What did you find over there? Nothing. Jewels, babe. Um, oh, wow. You guys have had some stuff go on the last little recent history while, eh? Why do you think this is a hot spot? It's like all the hot gas we've got. Some of those over there. We got some nice fiction over there, like two dicks, one pick. Cheapers, honey. Three you... licks, two sticks. Oh, God, no. We got, like, all the hot reading, if you want to Julie, no, 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 no. We don't need to do that. You don't need fiction when you've got your nonfiction section like this. Shoot. You're telling me. What did... Did you... You're, um... You're a mature woman. <laughs> uh, I would say an accomplished lady. Mm. Uh, did you know... Do you know any of these players personally? Uh. Like, did you know Kiyothi or Baxter or those guys? I saw Kiyothi once. Recently. What? Recently as in... Yeah, she was rushing through. How recent is recently? Uh, shoot. Timeline. Well, this is a super complicated one, too, because of time dilation. <laughs> yeah, so it would have been... when you When you were in... I, I have the actual time written down somewhere. I just didn't look back enough. But it wasn't like within the past couple of days. It was um, seen within the past couple of years when she was escaped. Right. But like, uh, how long, how many years ago was Chess kicked out? Like, how many years ago did he lose contact with his mother? I feel like I would know this. So she left before he was kicked out. She left before he was kicked out. Yeah, when he was a younger. And he. I mean, he knows that she's not dead dead because we saw her in that weird space. But for a long time, he assumed that she was dead, right? Yeah. And then he had the sign of life from the bola and she was a prisoner there. And then looking on her, she no idea where she is right now. But she's like definitely out in the world and alive if she passed through here not that long ago. I mean, order of years, not that long ago, alive. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Hmm. Julie, new friend. Yeah. Um, 
as a keeper of the history here, can you tell me what the significance of a marriage between Stormtown and Fighttown? Like, why there would there seem to be these key marriages? Uh, one was one was Fighttown and Friendtown, and, and Stormtown and Fighttown. What? Why did those happen? Uh, it's political to help keep the balance. Um, it's a it's a sign of two clans that weren't very friendly with each other, but were in desperate need because they were dwindling in numbers. So they merged to show a sign of faith between the two. They got married. What was... There was a desperate need between Fight Town and Friend Town? It's... I'm sure you've been out there in the waste. It's not quite uh, the easiest place to live. It's not good. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And what... We're in Friend Town now. What, um... Do you have a, a temple... Do you have a god that you worship here? No, we we pretty much just worship the wilds. We don't really put a name to it. I'm sure I'm sure there is an actual god, but they're not, you know, I shouldn't say this too loudly, but for lack of a better word, word full of themselves, so they don't like feel the need for us to know who they are. Hmm. Okay. Okay. But I guess that tracks. Hey, Rolleric. Hey. What do y'all think about this? <laughs> um, it's all kind of a lot of information. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're back into that that old chestnut that we're used to, where we know too much about chess. <laughs> and he wants us to always be honest with him. And we don't want to break his brain. I'm breaking my brain, so yeah. <laughs> we need to be tactful about this, but also not betray his trust. Mm-hmm. Well, the marriages are, like, the big thing, right? Uh, also his dad. Yeah. Who his dad is. Yeah. Is he gonna, like, have a meltdown if we tell him that? He might, but I think no, knowing Chess, he, he needs... Has he, he's never talked about a dad before? Oh, he... I think he did briefly. He has, but he, he said has. he died when he was young. Okay. But yeah, so he didn't, like, know... And he, I no feel like... No actual memories? But I feel like he was proud proud of his dad because his dad died in a mammoth hunt and and uh, what's his face Maddie tried to save him but couldn't well did save him but then he had to be killed because Maddie used magic to save him and it's like a whole thing. <laughs> so we are going to be rewriting a little bit of Chess' early history for him, but I think he needs to have this information and we just need to kind of do it in a. A gentle, friendly, tactful way. Probably with mood lighting. <laughs> well, tact isn't really my thing, so oh. I'll support you. Well, you're his I get a little chest tact. You're the only one who has chest tact. Chest tact? Should we do it in song form? That's the only way Pip knows how to break hard news. <laughs> hey, chest, it turns out your mom slept with that guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty good song, right? No, was it was it it was Verhakag? Which keg was it? The highest. Yeah, very high keg. Oof a do. Envision this more so. Oof. Hey Julie, you got any more bombs to drop on us? I mean sorry, this isn't your fault. This has been a rough day of traveling. I had too many bangers and mash last night. Bangers and mash, bangers and mash. <laughs> well I mean he the VH keg didn't say anything about like didn't even Acknowledged, he, but he knows. I think he kind of 
hates Joe. No. Oh. Oh, Quadster and High Keg were a half brother and sister. <laughs> Is nobody else feeling not good about that? No one else has realized it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there was things an- that I didn't even realize. So <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, I'm like, I'm not sure if Tyler was unintended detail. They never actually did it. They never consummated. Yeah, I think that was a really recent marriage, and it kind of got. Yeah, it ended quickly. Um. uh, Yeah. Small town marriage. I feel like VHK was really protective of his kids and did not like chest. So uh, yeah, there's probably a reason for that. Huh. Man, a lot of info. A lot of. Cool. What you find, Emily, and good reads? <laughs> uh, nope. I, mean, I was helping you the whole time. Good girl. Good girl. Uh, you got any sweet books that I can read that you you have? No. Uh, me personally, our group personally. Uh, you or anybody? I'm... No. No one from our group should ever give you any books. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to Thod Drain about it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Sit on it for a day. Yeah, let's go find the boys and just get a drink. Yeah, it's drink time. <laughs> um, you're over in the tavern. It's a nice, light atmosphere. There are mostly Goliaths in here. There are a few humans, a couple dwarves, halfling gnome, but mostly it's Goliaths in here. Just all kind of sharing a drink in the evening. Ah, who are the shorties? Where are they? <laughs> Uh, what up, Shorty? We walk in. Um, and give a perception check when you walk in. Sight? Yeah. 16. Okay. You're you're definitely getting the looks, and people are trying to size you up as you walk in. I walk right into the bar and order a round of drinks for everyone that's in there. Okay. Including chest. Uh, so let's say, you know, for everybody in here, five gold. Okay. I also ask for a plate and an extra gallon for myself. <laughs> okay, that's and it's included cool in the price. So when I get the plate, I just scoop two handfuls of bangers and mash out of my pockets and slop it on the plate right there at the bar. <laughs> that's not how restaurants work. You clearly did not meet college Ben. Socket bangers. Except I've reversed the food and the booze. <laughs> and I slide a drink slide the drink over to chest and uh, I also talk to the bartender and see if they will do uh, refills on Bring Your Own Cup. Hey, listen, Bucko, really appreciate you spending all that coin in here. However, I still enjoy making coin. What, what if, if I do have my own bring in, you know, bring in cup, would you, would you fill that for me? I mean, you got a little coin to help fill my pocket? I'll fill you, fill your cup. Can we agree on a rate? How about, like, two silver, and you just fill what, I, what I've got? Sure. And I pull out the keg. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> oh. Don't kick me out. I'll give you two silver worth. And he pours two silver worth of beer into the keg. Oh. Okay. It's gonna be a weird mix. <laughs> Any port in a storm, right? I think that is about all I, I, I... You said there was, what, a couple halflings and an elf and mostly goliaths? A dwarf. A dwarf. Um, no one looks familiar, I assume, right? Uh, investigation. Aiming for a solid zero here. Three. Not to you. 
I give a passing glance to the crowd, don't see anyone, and just start drinking my beer and eating my pocket bangers. <laughs> okay. Chess, did you want to do any anything before, you know, time passes and everyone else joins? No, I mean, Chess, like, when he... I mean, besides talking to Funky about the armor, all he was going to do is just go sit down in the bar and get some real food. Not pocket bangers? It's been a while. <laughs> I got plenty of pocket bangers. I stuffed my pockets full. Yeah, he's going to go ahead and pass on the pocket bangers um, and get ask, go and ask for a uh, traditional, you know, Goliath meal of um, elk. Elk chopped suey. Elk. <laughs> Traditional elk chop, chop suey. elk suey. Uh, mm-hmm. are you are you looking to have some of our elk mixed salad? <laughs> uh, sure. That's yep. Got fine fresh vegetables in it. It's quite the delight. Got a nice vinaigrette. Here you go. A couple silver. Uh, just hands out some silver and looks at it and it's like, all right. Uh, well, elk is elk, I guess. And goes to sit down and start eating it. Nice. And then probably after, you know, a good hour or so, you see the other folk kind of stumble in, grab their own seats and, and meals. All right. Just uh, ch- 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 would wave them over. Yeah. E- even though I am drinking, I am still keeping an eye on the others in the bar to make sure we're not getting too much eye for how much booze we just passed around. Just make sure we're getting just enough eye because we look fabulous. Right. Just just right. The, the amount of eye that you'd expect for someone who just walked in and grabbed um, grabbed drinks for the, the bar. Pip would buy uh, a very nice dinner for himself and Semily and would get a beer for himself and then almost get a juice for her but then realize, you know what? It's okay. She's 21 and get her a cider. Okay. You do see the dwarf comes up over to you. Like, hello there, friend. Thank you very much for a drink. What's your name? Who can I thank? Uh, I'm... Uh... Thodrin. Yeah, I'm Thodrin. And he kind of looks and he's... Thodrin. Haven't heard that name in quite a while. Thodrin. Huh. He kind of just like looks you up and down and... Well, it's nice to meet you, Thodrin. Thank you very much for the drink. And I track him uh, the rest of the night to see where he's going. <laughs> Suspect. <laughs> Start following him around. No, no, I just, from my seat, I mean, I just keep an eye on him to see where he's going. But if he does leave, I will follow him. He's just kind of hanging out in the bar. Okay. For now, I'll just, I'll just keep an eye on him. Okay. You do, um, just kind of taking in the whole scene... Give a perception check. Thodry. 20. Uh, dirty. Okay. You do kind of taking and looking around. You're definitely getting... You can see a couple of people are staring at Ralric specifically and whispering. Um, are they Goliaths? Elves? Um, halflings? I can't remember what was in the bar. A couple humans. An elf. And the elf is the one, like, doing most of the pointing. Oh my god, he's so wanted. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's definitely wanted. Yep. I'm gonna lean over to Raurik um, when I notice this and just say, Hey, um, I think you're getting noticed. And then point out the, like, discreetly point out the, the folks who I see 
are um, doing most of the pointing and talking. I don't know what it's about. I can make some assumptions, but I'm sure you can make those assumptions too. Yeah, I almost forgot about the Bobby Senior flyers. I'm gonna just pop my hood up and slink down a little bit. Oh <laughs> no, that's too late for that. <laughs> <laughs> you want, you want just, some... just uh, keep an eye on those guys. See if they do anything. Uh, you want some pocket bangers? Is there a reward on that poster? Or... Yeah, there was. Yeah, great bar fight. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't had so one of those dumb. in a while. Might wanna might wanna be a little careful around here. Noted. You want you want a pocket banger? And I'm gonna reach in and pull out a handful of bangers. <laughs> no, thank you. So you're kind of just hanging out. The crowd is starting to thin out, but the dwarf does eventually start to head out. The other folks stay. I'm. I might take my leave, guys. I. I think this this dwarf seemed oddly familiar with my name. I, I, I don't know. I am curious to see what it's about. So I might follow him. Unless you guys need me. Uh, just, just, just like, oh, I mean, you do whatever uh, you do whatever you want. Uh, and he almost says funky and he's like, I mean, uh, Podrin, maybe it's going to take some getting used to. Maybe can you meet us back here? in, I don't know how long we're planning on being here, but like an hour so that we can go do a corpse hunt if you're not back in an hour. Yeah. I feel like you <laughs> might get yourself trapped in a wagon again if we don't have a kind of a trigger to come find you. That seems reasonable. Okay. Don't worry about me. And I uh, quickly, I give, I give a wink and I flip a coin and uh, cast pass without a trace. And I just kind of wander off, and you guys have no idea. Don't know how that helps you, but... <laughs> so as you start to leave, and kind of some other people are starting to leave, like, at your movement towards the door, the others three, um, the three people, the two humans, and the elf, and then you see, like, another halfling on the other side of the room, they start to walk towards Ralric, seeing the, the numbers of your party start to dwindle. Hmm. Um, I'm going to stop at the bar on my way by and I'm going to conjure my duplicate and have my duplicate walk out the door and I'm going to duck behind the bar Okay, give a stealth check 23 So you're able to kind of, you're weaving through a couple of different people you're weaving closer to the bar and you kind of dip to the side and cast your duplicate at the same time and your duplicate weaves back, you know, in the same path that you would have, and kind of hangs out by the door for a second, and then as someone leaves, you command the duplicate to trail immediately behind them and leave uh, through that open door. Yep, and I just stay. And you kind of sit there, and they wait for about a minute or so for it to be gone, and then they start heading over towards Ralric. Hey, uh, buddy! You look awfully familiar to me, uh, what'd you say there? Hey, hey, hey. Familiar how? I've never been here before. Uh, you haven't been here before, but I've seen your face on a diagram, a picture, if one would say. I've never had any pictures taken of me. Drawings? Uh, it looks like it was hand-drawn. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a portrait done. 
Have you uh, happened to interact with a dragon anytime? I've fought dragons. Uh, what about riding them? Never been on one, because I'd have killed it first. Give a persuasion check. Mm-hmm. Eight. Oh, can Pip help somehow? <laughs> They're not really focused on you right now. They're focused on him. Uh, that doesn't seem to agree with me right now. You mind if we <laughs> take it outside? Don't want to f- upset this fine establishment. We're not those kind of people. Just, uh, just hears these people talking t- to Ralric and sort of s- just stands up and I assume is sort of towering above them and just says, Listen, fellas, this is, uh, you, you leave my friend here alone. He didn't do nothing. I think you might be confused, confusing him with some other elf. So, A, stop being racist and thinking all elves look the same. And B, why don't you move along? Is Chest a Jedi? Uh, this is not the elf you're looking for. <laughs> I almost said that, but then I decided not to. Uh, uh, give a persuasion or an intimidation check. Okay. Fucking... Okay, well, one plus... Uh, I do have pretty good intimidation. One plus four, five. Jesus. Uh, I'm pretty sure that we could take you, but, you know, you line our pockets, maybe we can look the other way. Just, uh, looks at, uh, looks at him and is like, I, uh, line your pockets with what? I thought they said you people from Friend Town were smart here. Well, I, get, I need some money, huh? Chess, they want us to pay him, which we're not going to do. Whoa! <laughs> All right, let's take a step on outside, Mr. Tough Guy. Just for what? Conversation's over, brother. All right, you want to start it here then? Right in the middle of this bar, I can't do it. I'm not scared of that. <laughs> Just, uh, just, just stand, says, Ralic, you keep, you keep, uh, enjoying your drink, and Chess just stands there and is like, you want to bother him, you gotta bother me first. And just stands in front of him. All right, folks, let's get in that line that people usually get in where we get in a line of four people facing them, who's also a line. Uh. They spread out and kind of stare at you and is like, all right, let's do this. And we'll, uh... When we come back next time, we'll start with initiative for a bar brawl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And they're they're currently not armed right now. <sighs> just as a heads up. Okay. I haven't seen such okay. people person skills since Ralark was talking to old Nan. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to DM Thoughts with Tyler. This episode was pretty fun. We're starting to see the entire Goliath culture rounded out a bit more with the different towns. They pretty much been to every town except for Mount Town so far and I think they finally get a better understanding of everything and then there was that big bomb that was dropped about Chest's parents and then from here we move on and try to get to Pesopt to learn more about what's going on with Pip's flute you might learn more about that on the next episode and we'll catch you then thanks for listening to the No Mercy podcast and we'll see you next time